and I'll bet that they're being heard on every radio telescope on the entire Earth. Are you feeling by any chance like a goober? I know you are, but what am I? What does it look like I'm doing picking goobers? Pardon me, did I hear you say? On the radio, he is introduced like this. All right, welcome back to the Goober Hour. I am now here with the incredible Wendy and DP. I'm so excited you guys are here. Thanks for being here. Hi, Trevor. Oh, hey, Trevor. How you doing? Hey, and hi, everybody. Uh, we yes. are also very excited to be here. So you are an incredible Chicago blues music duo. I've been a fan for quite a few years. I, I mean, I grew up with kids music, so I've always kind of had you guys in my rotation. Um, so it's very full circle and amazing that you're here. And you have a new album. It's your fifth album called Into the Little Blue House. It is your most ambitious yet when it comes to production. I think it sounds incredible. So first of all, congratulations on the new album. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. And what led to this album? You've got so many incredible guests. You've got an amazing producer. So so what was sort of the big inspiration for this album? Well, you know, we're, we're from Chicago. Chicago is the blues capital of the world. So a lot of great blues players live and work here. And then, of course, they travel all over the country and abroad. So we said we wanted to do something that would kind of take us back to our roots, you know, and celebrate where we live. And this album does that. We said to do it, we're going to need to write some really good songs with great lyrics. But we're also going to need guys to play on this album that are the real authentic guys, the guys who play in the blues clubs every single night. And, and we were able to enlist uh, this amazing producer, Michael Freeman, who who is a Grammy. Uh, he, he's been involved with the uh, Grammy folks for years. Actually, it was Justin Roberts who led us to him. I was asking around when we decided to do this blues album. And wow. he said, you have to do it with Michael. And Michael has been he has a great attitude about production. And it's been such a joy working with him. It definitely shows on the songs. I think, like I said, it's so ambitious sounding. I love that it, it really kind of explodes. It feels like we're at your concert when we listen to this album. <laughs> and I also love the variety of songs on the album. I think that it's incredible. You've got fun tunes like the Peanut Butter Blues Jam, um, but also incredibly important like educational tunes like Feel Holler. I think that there's such a variety of important tunes with songs that are so fun. I think it really, it caters to all, <laughs> to all parts of the brain. So what is your songwriting approach when it came to this album? Well, it was actually, it was different. I have to say, cause you mentioned Peter Butter Blues Jam. The day we were uh, rehearsing for the studio, cause we had not met these players. That's another thing that was different is that we departed from our local band. We departed from mm. our local studio. We had a new producer. So, I'm sure that both of us were kind of, you know, we, we just decided to do something completely different. And this is what we came up with. But that day um, I said, hey, we need a song that you guys have written and I'll just write some lyrics to it. So that's what they came up with. It was the, the music for Peanut Butter Blues Jam. And I, I usually when I'm writing, I, I have something I know I want to write about. And I had already assigned that song and it worked out perfectly to, to Peanut Butter. It's fun. <laughs> 
you mentioned going into a fully new world with this album. And I think it, again, it really shows that this is a whole new group of artists and a new producer and everything. And I love it when an artist switches up their stuff. What was it like on that first day of going into the new studio and not being around your your comfort studio and, and where the rest of the stuff has been recorded? What what was that process like? You know, going into the studio, you, you adapt really quickly, especially, you know, with our backgrounds from many, many years ago, we've done we've done studio work before. So going into a different studio is kind of what you do every day. Mm-hmm. But this was different in the sense that we're going, like she said, we're going in there with new players. We're going in with a producer we haven't worked with before. Um, we're going in with a recording engineer that we hadn't worked with before. And so the environment was different. It took, you know, it took about a good hour or so for everybody to get adjusted to each other because the players all knew each other. They had worked with each other in the past in different situations. But for us, it was a little different. And being that we we came into that situation, like I said, it took a while to make the adjustment, like about an hour or so. Once we made the adjustment, things began to move along. The, the beauty of, of the blues, and, and, and D.B. is exactly right. We both come from a little bit of an improvisational place, uh, doing jazz and, you know, and having that already in our background and in our pocket. So when we met with the blues musicians, it was like it was like family. I made like he said, an hour. Most people would be going like an hour or what? But that's because their improvisational style, it, it was perfect to work with them. And it felt very natural. Absolutely. Um, do each of you have a favorite song on this new album? For me, it's In the Neighborhood. In the, the Neighborhood, I love so much because it reminds me so much of when I was a child. Growing up and growing up on the west side of Chicago, uh, in those neighborhoods where kids were always outside, they were always outside, the girls were jumping rope, the boys were out there playing hopscotch and throwing the ball. And then once in a while, we would open a few, you know, fire hydrants and let the water come out of the street and everything. And we always enjoyed that. But that's why I think it just reminds me so much of my neighborhood as a child. And then, and for me, um, there's, there's two, there's two songs because in the little blue house, the little blue house song, which is in the little blue house into the little blue house album. The first cut is we wrote it completely differently. You were asked about songwriting. That's the only one where DB and I weren't together. And typically we are together when we write, but uh, I don't know if it was time or whatever, but I said, you know, we need this song. DB gave me the music. Then I said, I need a bridge. And it just, but the whole premise of that song to me is about, you know, so much of what we're dealing with in the world right now is that we just need to be more kind and more loving and, and see us as a community the whole world, you know, so it, the Into the Little Blue House is met a very metaphor-filled song. So that would be my first favorite, but I also like Gonna Dance Out the Blues because I firmly believe that movement is very healing, and and so I love that song too. So those are my two faves. You mentioned you both have vast experience in the blues community and scene in Chicago. Um, both of you have incredible careers leading up to Wendy and DB. So I wanted to I wanted to know what led you to eventually creating this family music project to begin with. Well, you know, like DB said earlier, uh, we we were from Chicago, and I think both of us we never know because we get ideas 
we're very, you know, connected. So we get ideas and sometimes we don't know where it came from. <laughs> so maybe both of us at the same time thought, hey, we're from Chicago. Hey, people know th- about the blues. Hey, why haven't we done a blues album for kids? And so <laughs> it was like, it just led into that. And I was at the point after doing four albums that I just wanted to change things up. You know, I, tr- I produced three of the albums and I was ready for a big change up. So I always mm. kind of, I always want to have my, I'm I, even though I step back to co-producer, I'm also very, very active during the production process in each album. Can't help it. Can't help myself. DB co-produced this album with, so yeah. such as uh, Kenny Beady-Eyed Smith, who his father is a famous blues dude. So we had a lot of good input on this album yeah, we from did. everybody. Yeah. I consider it a, cons- a community album. Really? Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. Yeah. In the theme and in the production, it sounds like, which is very cool. Yeah. I also think something that's so cool about your music is I always think the sign of really, really great family music is music that if not for the lyrics sounds completely like great music and this album alone your whole discography but this album is such a great blues album right at its core and then it also happens to have all these themes and amazing songs for families layered on top i was going to ask is there any sort of do you find any differences in your approach to songwriting for adults versus kids like what are the biggest differences when it comes to laying out a song for this album versus maybe a song that you would play in an amazing blues club. Uh, for this album, you, you know, we're since this is for children and families, you know, we have to be, we have to really watch how we write the lyrics in this. Because mm. we want to make the, we want to make it kid friendly and adult friendly and very approachable. Exactly. Yeah. Want to make it approachable. You want to make it fun. Uh, <laughs> a lot of music in the general blues. Uh, they have all just like this in some way, a lot of different themes, but more adult themes. Right. But more adult themes. Yeah. Whereas this this album, we had to say, we have to really watch the line here. We said, we have to really watch how we how we approach this and say, we're going to make our themes so that, we said, we're going to make it, like I said, as I said before, kid-friendly, yeah. adult-friendly, so that the adults could listen to it well. They can listen to it with their kids. And, and I was really nervous about writing because I, I prim- I'm the primary lyricist for the group. I was really nervous about how, whether I was going to be able to merge that because it really hasn't been merged. But um, right. the other important thing to point out is, like you said, the Field Holler, which is a song about feelings. That was just an epiphany moment that Field Holler and Feel Holler, mm-hmm. you know, so we use that opportunity to teach kids some history history about where the field holler came from and it's really blues is kind of a feeling i've had kids say that Mm -hmm. but it's also it's inspiring because it's the happy that comes through the blues it's how we inspire each other to be better and um so field holler which db does the field holler and we Mm -hmm. we have some there but also the work song those were really important components of blues which Kids don't have enough background about, I don't think, currently. And it's not out there. So we're putting it out there. Absolutely. And may I just say, everything that you talked about 
approaching with this album, I believe you highly succeed. This is definitely one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, I've had it on loop ever since I found out I was going to interview you and I will have it on loop for the rest of my life now. So amazing album, I just wanted to say. Thank you. Do you have a favorite, do each of you have a favorite memory since this album was so much in the studio, which is rare these days for music, do you have a favorite memory of mm. recording this album? I yeah. do. Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> well, Ivy Ford, who's amazing. And by the way, you know, I, I, I firmly believe in talking things out in the community. So I'm like one of these people. I love to talk. DB can vouch for that. Yes. <laughs> but I firmly believe in talking things out. So I was asking around and I found out about this young singer who's really up and coming in, in Chicago. Her name is Ivy Ford. But my favorite moment was when... And this was still during COVID, but we were testing, you know, every time when, when we came into the studio, we were testing, I was taking temperatures, all that. And we were in the studio together, like literally in like a four by four box, you know, sound booth. And it was the two of us singing Women of the Blues. And it's just, I think that was one of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite moments. I was a band director for many years and the thing I love when I one day I walked in the studio and the guys were all sitting around. I'm like, I said, you know, we gotta we gotta move this beat here. Let's let's change this up a little bit. So I gave them a couple of ideas and they went with one of them. And with that, I said, Wow, you guys went with that. Oh, you guys with that. And I'm looking around just in that moment. I looked around. I'm like, I got Kenny Smith playing drums. I got Melvin on bass. I got Mike Wheel on guitar. I'm like, these are some of Chicago's. Pinch me. Yeah. I'll be like, I've seen these guys play live in the clubs. Like, these these guys are amazing world-class players. Yeah. Trevor, I think there were too many moments because we could probably spend the rest of the show (laughs) talking about, like, like, the harmonica player, Billy Branch. Oh my gosh! He came oh. in with his holster. We, you know, he had. He basically has a holster for right. his harmonica. harmonicas. Harmonicas. It looks like a. Are you a gunslinger? It was adorable, <laughs> but you know, such a positive. Like it's a love. It's not like a gun. It's like a. It's like a love thing. It's, it's like a love, love holster. Thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So many amazing artists contributed to this. I wanted to know, what are some of your biggest inspirations just in general um, that brought you into music? Oh, boy. I know that's a that's a big question, but we've got time. I can, I, I can say <laughs> that. A big question. I can say that. Um, when I was five years old, my father was um, part owner of a blues club. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so about, I guess I say maybe for about two or three years. And so... He would let me go there. He would let me go there sometimes when I was a little kid. He said, okay, you can come with me on Saturday. And so, and so I would go there and he would let, he would sit me down on the floor and I'm watching the blues musicians playing. I didn't know this was Muddy Waters. You know, I didn't know this was Jimmy Reed. <laughs> wow. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm five, six years old. I'm like, I know I like what I heard. I know it sounded good. I'm like, and I said, I said, that was one of the moments I said, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I said, now nah, I said that that style of music. I said, yeah, that's one thing I want to do. But I want to be able to play all the different styles of music. And then I think the biggest influence that hit me was when jazz guitarist Kenny Burrell. I heard him play on his first album. There was a song played um, uh, that uh, something about going to the moon. I forget now, but oh no, this time the dreams on me. And I heard that solo. I said, I want to be a guitarist. I said, that's what I want to do. And thank goodness, you know, those gifts came through and that's how I got to be where I am. 
I'm going to melt, melt two of your questions together as quickly as I can. But, uh, you know, I, my mother played blues and, and jazz on my radio in the kitchen when I was growing up. And I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And she, Bill Brunsley is who she loved to hear. And, you know, so that was, you know, I think doing this album to me, when I think about your, your the question you asked earlier, I think that in this album, D.B. and I were kind of giving a gift to each other. Yeah. So I partially yeah. did this album because I knew how much D.B. loves the blues. So it was like, why have we not done that? It wasn't just nobody's ever done this, but I know how much he loves the blues. And uh, so anyway, Bill's Brinsley. And then once I went to Bo Diddley's house, but that could also take up a whole show. Um, Wow. (laughs) That's, that's, I honestly, can that take up the whole show? I kind of want to hear that story. That's incredible. I'll make it really quick. I, he, I was performing in New York uh, at a women's event and he bumped me off stage and I'm like, wait a minute, that's totally not fair. I got bumped. I understand he's famous, but, and I'm just a, you know, a young struggling singer, but I was, so anyway, I bumped into him on the stairs going up and down. And I said, you bumped me off the show. I don't get a chance to sing anymore. And he goes, well, then just come to my house. And I was like, okay, Bo Diddley just asked me to come to his house. And it was really wonderful. We, um, he actually recorded one of my songs because uh, oh, wow. he had a recording studio. He put me with his engineer. Uh, yeah, so it was just an amazing, an amazing experience that I will never, ever forget. That is mind-blowing. Yeah. What can we expect next from you? You've got this incredible album. Do you have any uh, future projects in sight right now, or are you just kind of riding the coast of this amazing album for a while? Uh, what's next for Wendy and DB? We already, during the pandemic, I started moving forward with uh, an amazing uh, children's producer, Dean Jones. And we, I went to New York and, and, uh, and did some work with him. And so DB's jumped on some of those tracks and we're going to get over there with with Dean. And so we've got maybe like half the, half the album already done and uh, it's going to be collaborative. I'm hoping to use more children's musicians joining us on particular songs. And yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's very exciting. I I love Dean. I actually recorded an album with him last year myself. So that is our connection. Um, That's very cool. I feel like that's not a rare connection in the kindy community, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. And he's, he's he's really a great guy. Oh, for sure. I'm very excited to hear that. I've never yeah. met anybody with the same. I say I, when I talk about him, I say he's got my he's got my energy in a male. So it's like when we get together, it's watch out. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's anyway. incredible. Um, well, I'm looking forward to the new music then. Now here we like to ask on this show a question that you have never been asked in an interview before. It's like an exclusive question. So our exclusive question for this interview is, if you could live in any record or album, which album would you live in? Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gotta be Michael Frank. I hope you've never been asked that before. No, no, we <laughs> haven't. Um, boy, I, that's really... It's so... <laughs> that's I, well, I think I think my, my answer to somebody... In, in any of my in any of our albums or any album any album wow oh my goodness because technically you already live in each of your own albums that's true <laughs> that's very true well if I could live in that's an right. if I could live in an album oh boy I I it's tough it's two they're two actually okay. uh for me it it would it would have to be the 
the album I mentioned earlier, the Kenny Burrell, Introduction Kenny Burrell, that album mm. was just amazing guitar work. It just embodies me. It, uh, that album. And then the other one would have to be Earth, Wind and Fires, All in All. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all oh, everything, every song. It's like, yeah, this works. This really works. Yeah, I, I, I can live in that album <laughs> easily. I'm, I'm really, I'm really stumped because I <laughs> like so many different. Uh, I was thinking, oh, really? It's got to be a, a singer, probably. But I, for sure, I would say "Tapestry" by Carol King uh, because. It's kind of a combination of folk and I don't know, she's soul and she's got a little bit of everything in her. Um, and, and I listened to it a lot as a child, but I want to come up with a singer, but I, I like, I get overwhelmed with all the, the amazing vocalists, I guess somebody that was a singer songwriter that I really love, but I would, I'll just have to settle with Carol King for now. That's, that is a prime choice. I think that's amazing. Um, I, I grew up with, with seventies music. My mom was very involved in playing seventies around me. So, so both earth, wind and fire and Carol King, I can, I can say if there's any young listeners listening, those yeah. are top choices. Yes. Um, maybe right after this interview, I, I, right now I'll, I'll play some songs from those albums after of course, playing a song from the new album Into the Little Blue House. Thank you again so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Trevor, thank oh, you, you for, for inspiring all these young listeners yes, and having us on the show. You do wonderful. Oh, of course. Any t- come back anytime, please. You're both lovely. I'm such a big fan of all of the work that you do. So again, thank you for making the time and we'll see you next time. Thank you. you. Bye. Thank you. Bye now. Learn to express the feelings we own Where love is planted Love is grown where love is planted, love is grown. Where love is planted, love is grown. Step into the little blue house.